This is the Football Pool Podcast, episode four now, week 14 of the 2018 season. I'm your host, Brad Zenner. I'm also your commissioner, so be nice to me. Um, let me start by saying uh, welcome to this week's guest, Brittany Havilland. Brittany, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. Uh, and thanks kind of for, hoping for like an applause there or something. Yeah, you know, it's not going to happen. <laughs> we'll do that in post for sure. You know, um, um, yeah, this is a low budget uh, production. Um, it's right. me and my computer calling you uh, over FaceTime. So, yeah. Um, so we will ham it up a little bit here for the next uh, 20 minutes or so. Um um, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Now, first of all, um, let's get the introductions out of the way. Uh, Brittany is in second place right now in the pool in 2018. 34 points. Uh, you're six behind the leader, though. What uh, kind of give me not as much your strategy because now, like, is this crunch time for you? Are you feeling it? What's your what's your attitude like with the pool? Yeah, there's the there's definitely there's definitely an added uh, pressure around when you see you're just teetering on that leader spot. You don't obviously in this league you don't, you don't want to screw up with like uh, several bad weeks or you know have that one game that kicks you out of the leader uh, range. So I'm I'm trying to be a little conservative with my picks. I usually sit around like a five or six a comfortable number of teams. I don't go too ambitious, but if we're uh, getting there and I really need the numbers to this i might have to do a big a big week coming up uh that's an interesting approach that you have and like you're a legit player Brittany. not only this year <laughs> but in the past like just looking i'm looking right now at this year so far you've only gotten zeros in five of the 13 weeks you've pointed in eight eight weeks that's pretty dang impressive honestly especially not only in the nfl but um but even this year, because there have been weeks where there's been some pretty big upsets. Yeah, well, I don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm not going to pretend luck doesn't play in every now and then. <laughs> I definitely uh, get that email, scroll down and see if my name's in bold. That's a big moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, did we do it? Did we do it? So a little luck, obviously. I mean, this whole thing is luck. So I'm going to yeah. I'm going to give credit to that. But yeah. Yeah, I do try to keep it a little conservative. There's like other things that go into my picks. I, yeah. you know, often look at who's injured yeah. or I'll look at like odds if someone's expected to win, you yeah. know, by more than a touchdown. I'm definitely going to look closely at that team. Or uh, I also I look at like home picks too. Like if they're, they got the home field advantage, that's something that mm -hmm. I always kind of take into consideration. And so far it's kind of worked out a little bit. And um, that's interesting because. Do you, have you found that over the, so since you're kind of playing, like you're in the leaderboard, uh, right. have you found yourself studying or, or, or strategizing even more as the weeks have gone on this year? I, this, I, in the past, like you said, I have found myself at the top, you know, luckily. And mm -hmm. so this one, I feel a little bit more. So yeah, I am trying to immerse myself a little bit more and make sure these are, cause you got to be careful. I mean, I could easily throw this away or I could make one really smart uh, week here and pull it off. So yeah, I want to be at the top of that board, Brad. Awesome. We're not joking. I We're not love messing this. around here. This is awesome. <laughs> I love that attitude. And um, 
your your um your record over the past has has proven that you know what you're talking about too because um so you started in the pool in 2006 at least according wow. to my records now um in past podcasts I may have um not done as as diligent of research but I believe I've covered it off here so in 2006 you started and and um we'll get into this in a minute more but but you were still at Fallon um at that time right Yes. Yeah. I think that's how I first got introduced. I was probably walking around counting the paper spools at your printer just to make sure everything was evenly dispersed. I took that project upon myself. I'm not quite sure why. It was an OCD moment. (laughs) You always had paper. Okay. I'm always happy. Well, and you know, that's why Fallon is still around today. Actually, Exactly. I mean, I'm sure that's cited in every sort of Emmy acceptance. (laughs) Exactly. We appreciate that. And you know, you're, you're, name is right below the door but right underneath pet balance so. <laughs> exactly there's definitely a spreadsheet of how many printers use which schools of paper it was uh, my pride and joy yep so um thank you for that but not only it. that um not only your paper prowess um <laughs> back in 2006 but you also first year in the pool you finished in third place and yeah. uh you finished with 25 points in third place now now, not to discredit the the achievement, because still that's pretty impressive. We were only at probably about fifty people in the pool at that time, um, but still third place out of fifty. That's uh, that's a good that's a good uh, accomplishment, and uh, and uh, you got some money, and that's not the first time or the only time you've got some money. Um, um, in two thousand nine. You also finished in third place, and you had 34 points that year. So, so you finished in the money uh, a couple of times, and then, like as I was pulling your records, like literally, um, you the lowest score you've had in the pool in the last 12 years is 11 points. So you clearly <laughs> know what you're doing. I should actually be uh, consulting you um, because <laughs> well, I've gotten plenty of zeros in my career. And I, so I do, obviously I pay attention. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, trying to do well. It means I actually like my, that I'm still connected to Fallon through this. Like Mm -hmm. I actually, I, I, I'm going to be joining for many years to come as long as you're hosting because I do like that, but there is an added competitive factor where if I can get myself to the top. So if I'm not at the top and now I kind of like, you know, have a little bit of an expectation for myself, it's, it's important that I'm up there. Well, and you know, to, to be honest with you, knowing you and your brother Chase, uh, who uh, is a Fallon employee again for a second time, like, (laughs) I think the competitive streak uh, is in the, is in the Haviland DNA. I have a feeling. Yeah. So I'm, I have five brothers and (laughs) two of which played on the Gophers. So, and okay. my my dad played for Miami Hurricanes, so there's there's a lot of football blood going on, and I'm not going to deny the fact that I consult. I have one brother who is specifically is very helpful to me in this league. I'll definitely <laughs> bounce off my picks every week, and which I also like because it gives he and I a reason to kind of converse each week. Sure, Talent Football League bringing us together. Where he loves this stuff, I like this stuff, but he yep. helps me make uh you know some educated choices when I'm had a, a sticking point. Well, that's awesome to hear too. And, um, 
is that why too you probably have shied away from recruiting him into the pool right because (laughs) (laughs) you don't want any more competition do you that's a great point I mean if you see Wade Havlin's the one who deserves the hat tip here it's my oldest brother if you he and not one of the uh, gopher players but a huge football fan so if you see his name on the roster next year, just know I'm going to be ending in last. <laughs> that's how that's going to go. There's no more con- consultation. Uh, yeah, no more friendship between me and the brother either. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, we do have plenty of families in the pool. The Zenner family, we've got a ridiculous number of Zenners. And Mary Winsberger, her family, we've got a ridiculous number of Winsberger, Winsberger connections. And two, okay. Emily Hallida, who was a, a former Fallon employee too, um, she's got plenty of family, so there's nothing wrong with, I know Chase has played in years past. Um, yeah. he hasn't put a whole lot of effort into it when he's played. <laughs> that sounds about right. Okay. That's awesome. I love yeah. taking things at your brother while we're on this. This is oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah no chase, it's interesting that chase because chase was the football guy chase was right. on the gophers but um it's interesting the ones who played in my family seem to have the least amount of interest in like the whole stats and the winning and losing behind it whereas yeah. the others who didn't play beyond high school are all like i have a couple who are very invested and in, um as you can see the one i work with is very helpful. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, good to know. Uh, all right, let's jump into a little bit about you, Brittany. Um, sure. You uh, were at Fallon. Um, what were the years uh, that that you were here? So I started in college. Uh, mm-hmm. So that must have been around two thousand five or six. That's right. You were an intern, right? Yeah, I, I forget. I think it was a receptionist, maybe was the mm, title at mm-hmm, first. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of part time. But mm-hmm. um, Carrie Donovan, actually, I worked with her husband at a hotel at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I met him there and mm-hmm. then he put me in touch with Carrie, got mm-hmm. that reception job. And then mm-hmm. I did once I graduated, I was hired as a broadcast assistant, I believe mm-hmm. the role was. Had that for a little bit, uh, maybe like six or seven months working mm-hmm. with uh, Vic. I don't know where yep. he's at nowadays, yep. but um, and then made the leap to New York City, which that was that was a tough career choice because I was thrilled to have finally like landed an actual position at Fallon. So I remember right. remember some trying times when I was trying to figure out what I was doing with my life in that time. So you packed up your bags, you moved to yes. New York, and you started where? Yes. So I started at NBC, um, brought two suitcases that weighed like 70 and 90 pounds. And I'd never ridden a cab, never ridden a subway. So that was an adventure (laughs) when I landed and all the wheels were broken on my suitcases. Talk about culture shock, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember being scared to go to college in Minneapolis because I thought that was too big. So the Mm -hmm. fact that I ended up in New York is kind of like I definitely didn't know myself at that time. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so I started as an NBC page, uh, which is uh, it's a rigorous kind of application round. You have to do a lot of different things, a lot of visits and phone calls and public speaking to finally get the role. Mm -hmm. And then once in, it's like a program that you basically are applying to jobs within the building to have these little assignments. So things that I worked on as a page were like Saturday Night Live. My first uh, assignment was the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I was on a few Catch a Predator shoots, uh, (laughs) Conan O'Brien, like all those shows were in the building at that time. And uh, yeah, and not only that, then you give tours of the the actual building, which I quite enjoyed doing that as well, because people are so excited to be here. It's so gratifying. 
And one of my jobs, uh, one of my assignments as a page was at the Today Show, uh, the green room. I was in charge of getting all the guests to come in and getting them to set on time, getting them through hair and makeup, getting them cars. It was a lot of choreography. And that's kind of how I started to meet people at the Today Show. Cool. And that's, uh, I, you know, I bet you have, we probably could just do a podcast on you telling stories as a page, <laughs> you know, um, sure. especially the the uh, Saturday Night Live, which I remember uh, you and I talking about before, but I don't remember uh, hearing about the Catch a Predator. <laughs> Holy cow. That was so get this. So I started uh, at uh, NBC within three weeks, got this Macy's Parade assignment, which was considered one of my greatest victories because it's usually you could be interviewing for months before sure. getting an assignment. I got it within a few weeks. Um, and then while I was on that assignment, the people I was working for were also working on the predator thing. So something I was not even supposed to be involved in, they're like, oh, Brittany, by the way, and I was the first page to ever travel somewhere. And I went to Oklahoma for a predator <laughs> shoot, watched them like setting up can cameras in like, uh, like porta potties and like weird things all around the block. Like it was Halloween, so we were putting cameras in eyes of like witches' costumes and stuff. No sad, yeah, sat in the basement in this makeshift control room while all these sting operations were going on, and like went for a run in the morning with like Chris Hansen and the producers. <laughs> like, so this was within weeks of having to move to New York, and my my boss was like, "Oh, Brittany, can you answer this?" And I didn't even know how to answer her BlackBerry. Like that's how. I had no idea what was going on. Right, right. But the best part is then she even got called to do a different assignment. So the boss I was there working for left me alone in charge of the entire shoot. <laughs> like oh a month God. into my employment, I had to decorate the set. I had to go buy couches, all of these things that I just had no clue what was going on. But we got it done. <laughs> and this was like the legit, like the creepy guys are coming into the house <laughs> bit, right? Like yeah, you were it, there and not like right in the house, but you were like within proximity. So you saw it all go down. Oh, for sure. And I was uh, at one, it was one of the last ones because people started kind of catching on and a taser was actually used. So stuff got like, you could hear the footsteps and people running and stuff upstairs. And it was, it was not very comfortable. To this day, I'm still friends with like the little girl who's an adult, but looked like a young girl. Oh so my God. She, I don't know why she signed up for that, but she, she was used as the bait in that. And to this day, we keep in touch. So, so you were in the house then. Oh, yeah, yeah. The control room, uh, it's quite a sight, but in the basement is where a lot of the communication was happening. And we had like a ton of monitors and cords and like catering and everything just going on in the basement because you stage the house. So sure. in, in the room, like I went and literally bought the paintings and the furniture that was in the actual room that we were using. No shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's that's so awesome. funny. I did of of being at NBC for eleven years. The predator thing is what I choose to elaborate on, but I guess that is of interest. It was certainly a, a culture shock right away for me. Well, it, it, it for on both fronts. Not only is it of interest because of you know that everybody seemed to watch that show, and oh, you just sure. couldn't imagine how men. I mean, men are jackasses to begin with. <laughs> But how creepy men, like, they just come out of the woodwork. It's ridiculous. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, but I, like I said, I think people, I, I, I believe it's off air now, but yeah. people started to catch on. I do yeah, think yeah. I was part of the last, if not the second to last one. So sure. I can uh, be accredited with ruining the Predator franchise as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, like, enough uh, guys watch the show and go, like, maybe I should be more smart, but I have a feeling that's not the case. You know? That's obviously the hope, but who knows if it had that kind of impact. Right. We can pretend it did. Right, for sure. Let's hope that society became a little bit better because of that show. Right? Yeah. I'm changing the world over here, Brad. One predator shoot at a time. <laughs> I love it. Well, but now you're changing the world because now you're a producer on the Today Show. Yes, yes. And I hope you caught the sarcasm. I don't actually think I'm changing the world. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there are actual, actual Well, you're a part of fake important. media. Let's just get that out there, Brad. Yeah, right? that's, that's the goal for sure. Um, no, so yeah, now I work on the Today Show. And um, I have, I, I've been here for 10 years at the Today Show, but I have, like for the last five years had carved out a role where I'm the orange room producer, which is uh, like an onset role where I'm sitting in the studio and uh, I work closely with Carson Daly, but Mm -hmm. I'm still in the studio with, um, you know, all the anchors and doing some of our digital stuff, writing segments each morning, preparing graphics. And uh, I wake up very early for that. Yeah, I bet. And it's, um, that's something that you has your body gotten used to that the the hours that you have or is it still like when the alarm goes off at what like probably two in the morning or something like that is it like oh my god this again (laughs) it's kind of weird the alarm part isn't terrible Mm -hmm. because you're not quite into a deep sleep but the parts that get you are like afternoon or like if Mm -hmm. you want to attend an evening event you just think of the painful you know (laughs) morning when you're trying to write a script because it's not sort of something that I can just phone in and show up half awake if if I don't sleep at least a decent amount then it is really hard to kick out a creative script I will tell you from experience many concerts with a couple hours of sleep that I just now I try to take the day off the next day if I try to go to something that's a little bit too late. But sure. yeah, you don't get used to it ever. I can tell you that. I I can't imagine because um, the hours there, like especially like you said, if you're going out in the evening, you're probably looking at your watch and counting down the hours of like, oh, crap, now I'm only going to get five hours of sleep or now I'm going to only get four or whatever like that. Oh, completely. Not only that, but while you're at the event, you're so tired that you're not quite present. Oh, exactly. (laughs) So you're like, why am I doing this to myself? I'm like kind of just waiting to get out of here to sleep. But I've learned to better manage it. I've now I'm a terrible napper, but I've started to like kind of sneak in uh, rest periods, I guess, that have actually helped me quite a bit. And I have been able to have a little bit more of like a nightlife. Good. Sort of. (laughs) Good. Um, okay. So have you, do you discuss the football pool with Carson or any of the other hosts or, um, any way like next year, wouldn't it be sweet if Carson (laughs) Daly was in the football pool or, you know what I mean? Like, do you ever discuss that with, with any of your colleagues? Um, have they shown interest? What? So, yeah, so there are a couple of leagues, obviously, around the building as well that I'm in with them. And I get a lot of, you know, crap in the studio about those because I'm also doing well in those. Nice. Um, So there's a lot of football talk going on. Everyone obviously has a Vikings comment for me every weekend. Nice. Uh, So that that loyalty still remains. But 
Um, yeah, Carson, not so much a pool guy. He's a devoted Raiders fan. Okay. So I think all he would do is pick the Raiders every single week <laughs> and then cry every time they lose. But um, our uh, Craig Melvin, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He just mm. kind of started full time and on uh, the weekday show, but he is huge into this stuff. So maybe I'll, I'll chat him up a little bit and see if he's willing to take on another Sweet. pool. That'd be awesome. We can't get him to join. Right. We can always use a little celebrity factor in, in the football <laughs> pool for sure. Yeah, I'm sure you wouldn't mind trash talking me about something else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I know you're you're short on time. Um, this has been a great conversation, and I have so many more questions I want to ask you, but <laughs> I, I want to be respectful of your time. So let's run down the uh, matchups for week 14. Um, okay. Last week, just to update everybody, the, the seven people who listened to this podcast, um, <laughs> um, Chris, uh, Rappy, and I both split eight and eight. Uh, we both were eight wins and eight losses. Um, so I'm hoping to do better. My confidence is not high, though, because I'm going up against a legit <laughs> pool player. So um, I would say take it e- easy on me. But no, you... Uh, you pick, uh, pick with your brain as you normally do, Brittany. Um, and, and mind you, we don't have to talk about who you're actually going to take. It's if you would pick this game, who would you pick? Okay. All right. Yep. Sounds good. So for style points more than anything. Um, you got it. All right. So Thursday night, tomorrow night, or actually Thursday night, it's Tuesday. So uh, uh, the Jaguars of Jacksonville at 4-8 and eight are playing Tennessee uh, at six and six, who do you think? I want Jaguars in that one. Um, I will take Tennessee in that one. So oh. I like this. We're already creating Bold. podcast <laughs> drama already. Um, you know, and the reason why I don't know if you read my update email update. Um, the one thing that most people forget, and I was a, I was a victim of this last week too, is that the home teams have an unbelievable record on Thursday night uh, this year. So oh, there might be something to that edge um, um, in that the travel team having a short week and then having to travel, even though Jacksonville to Tennessee isn't that far. But the fact that you have to pick up and go, then there might be something to that. <laughs> Yeah, I usually personally stay away from a Thursday and a Monday game because it rocks the regular rhythm. Yep. But in this case, since we're having to pick all, you might have a good case there. I'm still sticking with the Jaguars. All right, you do that. Um, Good luck to you. Uh, (laughs) And to you. (laughs) All right, uh, uh, Sunday's games. First, uh, the Jets, 3-9 and against Buffalo, 4-8. and Both New York teams, you're New Yorker now, so what do you think? I've got Bills in that one for sure. I'm I'm with you. I'm with the Bills too. Okay. Um, the next game, Carolina Panthers six and six against Cleveland four seven and one. Yeah, forget it, Cleveland. I'm going Carolina. <laughs> you know, gosh, I boy, this is a tough one. This could be a tough one. Really? Um, because Look at you supporting the Browns. I know, I I know, but you know, I it's more that. I don't have as much confidence in in Carolina as I think Cleveland is kind they they kind of show glimpses every once in a while. Um yeah. Carolina's only favored by a point and a half, which means that the Vegas thinks Cleveland has a chance to. So you know what? I'm going to go with Cleveland. 
Okay. All, All right. right. Spice All right. this up a little yep. bit. Let's go. Uh, next I'm writing game. this down, by the All way. Right. Okay, good. <laughs> Taking notes. Perfect. I'll call you on this. All right. I'm expecting that. Uh, <laughs> next game, uh, Atlanta 4-8 against our beloved rivals, uh, the Green Bay Packers 4-7-1. and Yeah, it pains me to say it, but I am going to choose the Packers. Hurts every time. I, you know, I, I think the only reason I'm going to stick with you is because the Packers got rid of their coach and they might have exactly. a little bit of energy this week. So I'll go with the Packers too. Yep. Same uh, reasoning. Um, Cleveland or Cleveland, sorry. Uh, Baltimore seven and five at Kansas city, 10 and two. I'm picking the chiefs. Yep. Me too. That's an easy one. Yep. Um, next game, new England, nine and three. And, um, uh, Miami at six and six. I'm going Patriots. Yep, Patriots. Okay, so there's two fairly easy games. Obvious, yeah. Uh, next game, uh, New Orleans Saints ten and two. Tampa Bay Buccaneers five and seven. I'm going Saints there. There's another one. I'm with you, Saints again. Um, next game, New York Giants four and eight, and Washington Redskins six and six. Redskins now have their second quarterback hurt last night. So Yeah, injuries are not going to bode well. I'm going to go for Giants. God darn it. I was hoping you'd say Washington. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go Giants too. It's not happening. We're agreeing on too much. It's going to be very boring. I know. I know. Maybe we can mix it up a little bit. Uh, Indianapolis, 6-6. Six and six. Houston, 9-3. Uh, and three. Yeah, I'm going Houston. Yep, me too. Okay, that's streak. easy. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, Cincinnati, 5-7. and seven. Uh, San or San Diego? God, I I bet everybody oh, does that. Yeah. Los Angeles Chargers nine and three. I choose the Chargers. Yep, me too. Chargers. This is easy. Um, oh, this one might be a bit of a challenge. Uh, Denver Broncos six and six. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, two and ten. Yeah, so I'm. I think I'm going to choose Broncos. Okay, I'm with yeah. you too. God darn it. Oh, that could have been our split. I Man. know. I'm not that. I mean, I'm stupid, but I'm not that stupid. <laughs> um. <laughs> um next game philadelphia six and six uh dallas cowboys seven and five i'm going eagles okay now no yeah. i think okay. i'm gonna go cowboys oh because you, oh. they're at home okay sure i yeah. i understand that that is a reasoning i use often but yeah. i feel good about the eagles this time and the spread, just so you know, not that this should sway your your opinion or anything, but Dallas sure. is favored by four and a half points, too. So well, good luck to you, Brad. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to need it. <laughs> I will not be picking that game, though, in the pool, though. No way. Yeah, right? that's a rookie mistake. Yeah, yeah you don't want sure. that. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> all right. A few more games. Uh, Pittsburgh, seven, four and one at Oakland, two and ten. I think this is easy, right? Steelers, yeah. Yep, me too, Steelers. Uh, Detroit Lions, four and eight. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, three and nine. Lions. Yeah, Lions. I'm with you there, too. That's a gross game. <laughs> uh, all right, then here's another one. Sunday night uh, on your network, too. Oh, um, boy. At the Los Angeles Rams, 11 and one against the Chicago Bears, 8-4. and four. I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. <sighs> you know no. what? Um, I sigh. Yeah, I know. massive no. sigh. <laughs> it, because, again, it's Chicago at home, um, but I'm going to go with the Rams, too. The Rams are way too good. 
way yeah, too good. Yeah, offense and defense for them, solid. And you know, Brittany, us being Viking fans, we want yeah. the Bears to lose anyways, right? <laughs> so That's just more more power in the Rams camp for that. Exactly right. Um, all right, Monday night game, our Vikings six five yeah. and one at Seattle seven and five. What do you think? I'm going to be loyal here. I'm going Vikings. Please don't let me down. Please don't let me down. I'm with you, too. I got to go Vikings. I'm the biggest homer there is. And I like neither of us are touching this game either, right? This is a disaster in the pool. Yeah, there's obvious ones to pick this week and obvious ones not. I mean, I say that and then I get zero points. But I think (laughs) we pointed out some pretty crystal clear ones to avoid. Right, exactly. And this is one of them, too. Um, exactly. All right, we've got our picks down. Uh, last last thing, let's uh, promote a little bit about your social stuff. So what, uh, you know, especially the Orange Room stuff that you are a pretty active part of, um, where can people find uh, find you, find, uh, find today's show business that you want to promote? Yeah, sure. Well, so our actual handles are just at Today Show on Twitter and Instagram, and then just search Today Show on Facebook. So that's where a lot of the show stuff is. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Orange Room, I did used to host like a little thing called Slice of Orange, but a lot of that content um, I just post to my personal page. So that's just at B Havland, and that's uh, on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me there for any of the little behind the scenes kind of fodder. I do like to mock people throughout the day on my Twitter account. And <laughs> each time I, I walk around with my phone basically and say, is it okay if I, if I tweet this? <laughs> so I, I try to catch some uh, weird moments in the studio and beyond. So on my personal accounts, you can get some of that backstage stuff. Uh, that's perfect. Great. Uh, thank you, Brittany, so much. I tried to make it. I gave you about a minute and a half to get to your meeting. I apologize for that. Um, thanks, good. For, uh, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Uh, good luck this week. I and good luck in the season. I hope you. Uh, I hope you get in the money at least. Well, I appreciate that. I hope the same for you. And uh, thank you for inviting me on. I appreciate it. No problem. It. Have a good day, Brittany. All right, you too. Thanks, Brett. Yep. Yeah, bye bye. Bye.